Silver here. Now before we head into this episode, this is going to be another split episode. We were just having too much fun with this and with having Little Drummer Boy on, we thought why not keep going. We talk a lot about his stories, some concept ideas, and overall some strange topics. We also have a special guest appearance in both parts, so stick around for that. If you want to interact with us, just follow the Discord link below to bring you to the Emerald Library. You can interact with all the past guests and the hosts. Okay guys, welcome to the Emerald Library Podcast, where your hosts Silver and Bailey, and joining us is our special guest, Little Drummer Boy. Little DB, if you want to say hello, give a quick uh, shout out to what you uh, do and who you are. Alrighty, hey guys, my name is Little DB, Little Drummer Boy. Uh, I am an author of mostly PG, PJO fanfics, fanfic.net. I do a little bit on AO3, but that's mostly because Dread Persephone's awesome and cross-posts all my shit over there. And I focus mainly on crossovers. Mm-hmm. And he does them very well. He does. <laughs> man, man has the best Harry Potter crossovers with Percy Jackson I have ever read. And the best solo Harry Potter. Wait on that one. That story that could have been something and yeah. <laughs> until it was bullied into the ground. <laughs> great, great white buffalo moment. Uh, yes. But uh, uh. So, yeah. For those of you who don't know, go look on his profile for the one solo Harry Potter, then read the comments from everybody <laughs> on the server. The, uh... I, you try to do something serious, and then you just, <laughs> just get a watch of, so it's going to be a harem, right? Like, when? who's in the harem? <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> that was, that was like, the first comment on that. That was the first comment, uh... It was right when I joined, I think, you released that story. And uh, I was like, what the hell? You write Terran Fix now? <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> I would I would like to say for anybody who doesn't read my stuff, I don't write that. <laughs> uh, uh, almost have, admittedly. <laughs> almost have. Never committed to it. Yeah, Have, Haven't we all? No. Been yeah. <laughs> Been down that slope. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I've read them, but I'm not proud of that. Um, yeah, <laughs> goes. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna read a story. Oh, harem. Yeah, I guess it's a Tuesday night already. I feel like it's just a, it's read. part. It's part of the experience. Yeah. Everybody does it when they're like twelve through fifteen, and then you're like, "This is getting weird." <laughs> this sounds like a lot of work. To, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Hard enough keeping one person happy. Can you imagine right? these these stories where I have like thirty? It's like what the fuck? Oh great, another woman to the harem. Great, I guess this this guy's gonna hate himself for the next twenty hours. Well, what always gets me is it's like, what's the? Because none of those characters are ever developed in literally any meaningful way. They're oh, just yeah. there to like you know add a tag or check a box. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll, they'll be prevalent like one chapter and then never show oh, up again. Yeah. I feel like the author's just like, and this is going to get me another hundred views. Click. Oh, yes. If I put all 16 of these characters in with one guy, I will definitely get all of the views. And you do. And then people leave comments, comments. of like, why? Why? 
the fact that they get like a bunch of comments about it and they're like, "Man, this is the greatest story I've ever read." I'm like, "Is it?" Okay, I will. Art. I will say though, the um, oh boy. harem <laughs> that um, Wolfgang did in Dance of not, of Moonlight by mm. the Moonlight was good. Yeah, but he actually developed the characters. So, <laughs> God, I. Match. I can't imagine having more than one partner. It would. It's too complicated. Sh- sh- I was not even getting to the whole polyamory. Yeah, it's like a little too real. <laughs> um, but yeah. So sounds like cheating with extra steps. <laughs> and, and pretty much is, in my opinion. But <laughs> um, yeah, that that whole thing. Jeez. And they're still coming out. All those fics still come out to this day. Of course oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> they can't stop horny. Yeah. It, it's like the other so, day. I saw someone talk about bringing Chaos Percy back. And I was like, no. No. Oh, that one died. No. Leave it dead. That, that, one, that one died. Long time ago. Leave it Leave it dead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's never get... go back to that. That, that <laughs> dark let's, age. Let's get to some questions. So yeah. when did you actually start reading fan fiction? You know, I knew you were going to ask this question. Well, it's a question we ask everyone, so... Uh, yeah. I knew you were going to ask that, and I've been trying very hard to figure it out. <laughs> I think... Uh, this is about to age me. I think it was around 08, 09. Oh, dang. I think that's the so, oldest. And it's, it's a weird-ass way of how I found it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even think you two would even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> do, you, do, you know, do you remember this era of YouTube where it was like chat room fix but it was on youtube i think no i think i've seen a a one or two of those when i was browsing uh youtube fanfics so that that used to be a big thing back or maybe it was just something i stumbled upon it was Mm. in my life regardless yeah and i stumbled into these naruto things because that's how i got started reading right was uh through naruto and I stumbled onto those videos, and I was like, I wonder if there's anything else out there. So I just, I don't even remember what I Googled. I Googled something, and I ended up on Beth.net. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. I, it got, it, it's even worse than that. I ended up on Deviant. Oh, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> I ended up on Deviant Art, and then I moved from there Smart. to <laughs> FF. So Good. that's actually kind of how I got started similarly was I read the inheritance cycle for like the 17th time. And I was like, I wonder if there's more out there. And so I Googled extensions or something because mm. I'd always like thought of fan fictions, but I never actually connected the dots to what I was doing to like fan fictions. Cause I would always like write continuation stories of like in the future. And oh, then, that makes sense. yeah, I think like looking for a sequel. Yeah, looking for a sequel or something. Seeing if someone else did it, and then I stumbled across the Inheritance Cycle on mm-hmm. FF.net, and that's how I got into fan fiction. But that was back in, like, 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it, everyone who's listened to the last couple of episodes has has known how I got in, just Percy Jackson. That's really it. That's all I gotta say. Wait, so, if I can admit something, I didn't even yeah. get into PJ. Like, I don't know, when did I start writing? Like, five or six years ago? Yeah, I I don't... It was weird, because it's like... You read all the staples of PGO fix. You know, you read your... uh, 
John, I'm not saying the name because I always butcher it. The Greek version. Lamisco. Yes. 14. You read his stories. You uh, read, read all a couple the, others. Yeah, and then you start to go into the fanfics. That's when you move to Greed. You move to LoDB. You move to uh, IDK. Stella. Yeah, Stella. And then you go, great. Now I'm on a Discord server running a podcast for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not even a year. So, not even a year. Not even a year. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a year for a baby. Yeah. Uh, not even one year since I started uh, reading all you guys. Well, like, it's really I funny think. because mm. I was reading Little DB for a while before mm. I started following him. And, and it was always like Saturday mornings, I'd wake up early mm-hmm. if I woke up early. I would go on to ff.net and I would like look for something new and then I check Harry Potter, I check Percy Jackson and I'd be like, "Oh, there's nothing new." So then I'd always check crossovers mm-hmm. because I only ever checked on Percy Jackson and I always go to crossovers with Avengers because I read one one time and it was mm-hmm. really good. And I'd always look for like the ones that were purple. Right. And I'd be like, "Oh, look, this one updated." And I think it was Sentinel. Mm. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh yeah, Sentinel updated. Hell yeah. So I'd read yeah, through the talk about this. two chapters <laughs> of Sentinel. And then I got, and then I saw, then I actually started following it because I was really mm. enjoying it. And then I got the notification that Sentinel's over. Oh, damn, that sucks. But our protector is here. <laughs> yeah. and I, I read our uh, protector. I actually read this. Not the C, but the Once Upon a Time one. No, that's the C. That's the C? Yeah. 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 That, I read that, that one. Was that was... That, that one was fun. I, I think that was the third story I wrote. That was early. Yeah, that, that was real early in my writing career. Yeah. Um, it was... It's still good. Yeah. For the uh, few chapters you have of it. I think and I deleted I all of them, though, didn't I? Mm, oh, wait, no. I don't it's, know. It's, I think it's still up there. And then 1-7 came out. <laughs> and then I joined the Black's Resurgence Discord server because I had mm. gotten Discord earlier, later the year before. And I was like, well, I'll join this guy because I really like his work. And he's saying, and he's talking about it, and I'll get to talk to him. That's cool. And then little DB posted in the bottom of chapter of the one seven. Hey, I'm on Discord now. <laughs> I have never joined a fucking server so fucking fast. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that's what I did too. Like I saw you go. I was I'm on Discord. I think I was reading Art Protector, and I was like, ah, should I join Discord? I'm in one server. Ah, what's the worst that can happen? I get embarrassed. And You're I now leave. running a fan fiction podcast. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then a department joined. head for the staff. Yeah. Yeah, that was man, that, that was a while ago. But I remember the excitement I had every Wednesday when Catch You would fall. Catch You if you fall <laughs> would come out. That was Saturday. Sat- that was, was Saturdays. It? For me, it was me. It was Saturdays. You started posting that's one of those, Wednesdays. That's one of those stories that's a product of the server, actually. Yeah. 
uh, I, most most of my new stuff is all products of the mm-hmm. server and working with Double. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, 007 is my beta, who is, as you can tell by all of my author's notes, because they're the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's well, I incredible. Well, I mean, I think a lot of the actives have had small hand, small little like pieces and additions yeah. to your stories, because I've even helped with the 1-7. Like, yeah. In that aspect of we we talked ballistics and like yeah. wood wood carving where would you carve on a bullet and like how would you make it and like what material would you use so like the tungsten bullets in one seven used by Deadshot were from me because I said use tungsten it's a de- it's one of the densest me- materials on Earth after mm. depleted uranium and he would not be able to get his hands on depleted uranium despite <laughs> this being DC and villains mm. being able to get their hands on everything. You know, one seven actually has a kind of a funny story behind its creation too. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't, I I think I've, I yeah I've definitely deleted it since. But I used to have like a one shot like collection on my page, and that had been an idea I'd been working on, or mm-hmm. that had been kind of blossoming under the surface surface for like I don't know a year or so. And so I just cranked out a chapter and I just threw it up there, and it got like more more response than i was anticipating so i was just like okay well i remember i remember you posted uh, on our protector and it's still in the author's notes for it of hey i posted this new thing it's kind of a side project please check it out and it's a detective percy story and i'm like okay this sounds interesting i love his work and all this is before i knew you knew you and interacted with you I was like, this sounds interesting. So I hopped over and I was like, holy shit, this is great. And by the way, there will be spoilers for 1-7 because it is probably in my favorite person fav- yeah. in every story of his. <laughs> We're just getting that out there right now. We'll put it in the description as well. But there are spoilers ahead of the fact that he was Roman, I think, <laughs> was a major surprise to me. Like, I, I, you all get the vibe. You get the vibe that he's not percy in the traditional sense of crossover percy's but i think making him roman was the definite right move for that yeah why did you make him roman i put a lot of thought into that when i was kind of pre-planning and that i had the initial idea if i can shout out someone else in the server from combat stuff Mm. because i was a big fan of uh of his stories right and i had that idea and then when I was putting together this, when I was putting together the one seven, I was trying to think, okay, there's no way <laughs> that normal Percy would ever be a cop. There's no way. No. So no, no it wouldn't, it's, it's too. It's too Greek Percy is order. not. Greek Percy is not one for paperwork. No, he's not one for paperwork. He's not one for being told where to go, what to do. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. So Romans. You know, very strict hierarchy. Yeah. If I tweak the backstory a little bit, raised from birth to kind of have a very inherent sense of justice and, Mm. you know, doing the right thing. It just, it kind of, it made more sense in my brain for that to work. And then once I started going down that rabbit hole, I was like, okay, well, this can open up a lot of very interesting doors for later on down the road that I can play around with. It's it's really interesting the fact that there the door that Rick opened Rick Gordon uh, opened when he introduced the Heroes of Olympus for 
authors to mess around with the Roman side. Like, you can put as much shame as you want on those, on those books. Like, yeah, they weren't... They could be well, in your better opinion. Better than the trials of Apollo. Yeah, better than trials of Apollo. Yeah. But, like, it, the Romans were just... It was such a good addition to have because it opened so many doors for playing around with stuff like that. Well, and just on a more, like, personal note, I was always such a big fan of Roman history. Mm. I thought... I. I read a lot about the Roman Legion. I've read Caesar's recounts of his uh, campaign through Germania. It's right. like that stuff is my jam, and so that you know, was to that... be able to read it is yeah. like, oh, that's really cool. I'm I'm really down for this. We're, we're, okay, that's so it. yeah, barely go. <laughs> in that aspect, why the hell in your new fic, your PJO Skyrim one, is Percy Greek? What is that? Just because you wanted to just skip the pre-Skyrim stuff, and you wanted to go straight into Skyrim, and it was easier just to go from the final battle into Skyrim. Yes and no. So I don't want to say too much because it gives away bit, like a little bit, but right, it, okay. It's it's not going to give up more than I I, I believe I haven't already said mm-hmm. in that the way I'm picturing it, he wakes and. There's there's no like deep meaning backstory behind the first five years that he's in Skyrim. He basically wakes up, doesn't have any goddamn clue where he is, suddenly surrounded by all of these people he's never heard of before, really overwhelmed, and all he wants is kind of just to be able to live a life. Mm-hmm. And the Legion pops up, he recognizes it, you know, he spent a hot minute with the Romans. And so he's familiar with that. He's familiar with that structure. It doesn't require him to have to think too much. He knows what he's going to be doing on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. By this point in his life, I can imagine it being, okay, I've been through enough shit. I just want to be able to know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow mm-hmm. and be very comfortable yeah. with that. You you definitely made that clear in the second chapter, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, right. I, think- I was just... I was just curious because you're you're expressing your love for Romans and you've only got one Roman Percy, so yeah, for now, <laughs> yeah. for now. The the other we still got the six stories, unreli- six unreleased stories that are yeah. planned, and the thirty six thousand ideas. <laughs> six, you're lowballing it. Jesus. Some some are more fleshed out than others. I'll mm. admit it. Some are really basic, basically, you know, a premise. But there are ideas. I, All right. Uh, so hear me out. Percy in Naruto. Do you have a plot? No. <laughs> it's just Percy in Naruto. That's that it. is yes. Shockingly, like a lot of things <laughs> I pitched. Oh wait, that's number seven on the list. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's number seven. Yeah. First, we've got Percy in Dark Souls. Why? I want Pain. the readers to suffer as much as I do when playing the games. <laughs> Percy in Elden Ring? <laughs> uh, no, that's a... Uh, I haven't played any of those games. They are rough. It's like a good tough, though. It's like a... Uh, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's difficult, but it makes you get the message from Double too. Yeah, (laughs) 
Which one? He's telling us to shut up. <laughs> uh, also, tell him he's a coward for pussy and out of harem for TLA. <laughs> that one cracked me up. Um, I was gonna be. That was gonna be my. For those who don't know, Argonaut, the last Argonaut. It's very obvious. It was gonna be my first attempt at doing a harem story, and then it was nope, can't do it. it that oh God, that story. That that one brought me joy. And then brought I'm glad me, it brought me heartache because I remember the first conversation I ever had with Double. Me and him were playing uh, a video game, and I was asking him questions. This was basically probably like the basis for what the podcast was because I was basically interviewing Double. And he goes, You want to hear a spoiler for TLA? And I was like, Sure. He's like, Good. Don't tell anyone or I'll break your kneecaps. Uh, and then he told me the ending uh, oh. about Calypso, and I was like, I was like one shut. of six people who knew about Cal- about the Calypso thing. Yeah. I can't remember if it was you or Double who told me. It was, because it was uh, that was probably me. I think it was yeah. There. That was like I remember hearing it. I was like, oh, that's gonna be so badass. So Damn, cool. people are gonna go crazy over <laughs> yeah. that. Not me, because I'm not <laughs> no, reading it. But people are gonna go crazy over that. And then the month that you were releasing that chapter, people were trying to guess who the character was, and you just went, "There's a hint." Oh, I, I loved fucking with people. On yeah, that. I was because uh, because it was well known that because during that time, me, Double, and Brandon were constantly in VC, so mm. it was well known that I knew stuff in advance. But I would be like, no. It's this character, 100%. And Double would come in and go, What the fuck, man? Why'd you tell him? And then people would be like, It's obviously this character. Bailey said it was. And then it was Calypso. And they're like, You fucking lied to me. And I'm like, You're damn someone, right I did. It was hilarious. Someone got it. I remember seeing someone wrote it. And I just went, What's Double's response going to be this? And he just goes, Perhaps. No. <laughs> yeah, he goes, No. No, uh, I remember that because so, yeah. a couple of people guessed Calypso, and then I was just like, "I'm just gonna fucking." Yeah. <laughs> like, they they won't remember they said it in a, in a month or two. Yeah. Uh, God, that well, was, I mean, that the was, hints okay. were that it was going to be a character that Percy had interacted with in the books. Yeah, and yeah. it was like, "Wow, that really <laughs> narrows it down, down yeah. to." Every single taggable character <laughs> in Percy in the Percy Jackson fan fiction. So great. Go through all of that. I think Go someone was like every, someone said every Tyson. God. Like, every day someone said Tyson. And it like doubles like, no, it's not Tyson. I th- haven't we ever put him in one story? Yeah. I, he's hard to fucking read. He is. It, it's, he is. He's he's just a child and it's like Trying to write where he's innocent, but also not unbearable to read. Writing children is fucking hard, dude. Because you, you want to write is... all this dialogue, but you don't want it to be too smart for their age. Well, yeah, and kid, like kids are really smart. Kids can be really fucking intelligent, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like they know shit, but they also don't know that they know shit. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you capture that? No, oh, it's good. I remember when I was writing out a scene uh, for someone I was beta doing beta work for, and they're like, yeah, we got to write kid. I was like, okay, give me one second. I was at my job where I'm a camp counselor, and I turned to one of the kids, and I go, 
how would you feel if you were given uh, ice cream at school? And I just wrote down everything they said, and I was like, this is what the kid wants. <laughs> I was like, I got it right That's from one the way source. It. <laughs> I respect it. That kid was also the kid who uh, ran into a tree, so. Yeah. Very reliable. Well, I think... <laughs> I think the problem with it is that a lot of the authors who write kids have not interacted with kids in a mm. decent amount of time. Like, I love reading um, only children writing siblings mm. because it's hilarious. It's like, Very hey, clear. what's up, bro? Absolutely not. I have no. my sisters have never referred to me as bro. I'm it's, throwing what things the fuck at do them. You want? Yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing things. My sister at your has attention. once, but like sarcastically. <laughs> my uh, my brother will call me just JoJo because he can't say my name correctly for the longest time, and I'll be like, now whenever he says it, he does those JoJo poses with it, and I'm like, dude, I'm just picking you up Ugh. from school. Please stop. Your brother twelve? Uh, ten now. Turn it okay okay that's yeah. permissible i guess yeah he's like i saw it on tiktok and i'm like why do you have that get off of it it's better than discord though i'm happy he's not on this server god if he finds uh, this server game mm. over <laughs> game over sorry little yeah. brother it's time for you to go sorry little one uh now nah, sibling writing siblings is hard like, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Especially if you're trying to do it under mature, because mm. I, I refuse to. I think the number one term my sisters use for me is asshole, and then my term is bitch for them. <laughs> my cousins call each other the uh, the C one. So. Oh yeah, I'm always oh, okay. I'm in the I'm in the background, and I'm like I just wanted to get the milk. You know, stop, please stop All right, me. so yeah, back on topic <laughs> slightly. <laughs> what is your favorite fandom to read right now? Oh god, um, I don't. That's a hard fucking question because I don't read much anymore. Mm. Um, big man on campus. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> More like I don't have the time and attention span to read. Um. Reading takes away from writing, and I'd prefer him to be writing. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Uh, I think... I mean, I've just been kind of... I have I have my my trimmed down favorites, and when I see something that I want to... Like, that I haven't read in a hot minute, or that I enjoy, I read that. Normally, that falls under, like, either HP or PJO. Mm. Uh, I, God, I, there, are some, there are some decent MHA stories, but there's so many that are just hot donkey trash yeah but it those are probably my big three right now yeah okay Th those are like uh, the top two fandoms i think right now on ffl like they're slowly growing as pgo and, and uh mha are starting to grow to catch up to whatever's behind hp yeah, HP is the big Twilight. dog on campus. But Jesus Christ, you, no one's gonna catch I think up it's to it. Twilight and Naruto. Naruto. Naruto is probably the top one. Yeah. Well, no, it, Harry Potter's top on fanfiction.net. Naruto is, I think, second. Really? That's surprising. One sec, I'll go check. 
Okay. All right. Big, big okay. boss man. Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. Harry Potter is up above Naruto with 400,000 more stories. Then Jesus. it's Naruto with 437,000. Twilight with 221,000. Supernatural with 126. That makes sense. And all of those Inuyasha, stories are gross. <laughs> Inuyasha with 120,000. That's the mm. top five right now. Supernatural. Percy Jackson is like 80 something. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, Supernatural. Well on that no, Percy Jackson is number 10. Damn. Just coming in. It's. Yeah. Oh. It's above Doctor Who, which surprises That's me. That's surprising. Yeah. are weird. It's, and crazy, I mean, the but it's below fan. Bleach and Pokemon and Glee. Oh, Glee! What the fuck? <laughs> Glee has a hundred and seven thousand fix. What the uh, hell? Why? They're probably writing Lord for that one person knows. to uh, not die. That that one person who died in real life, so it's they had to kill off the character. Lord only knows. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's hilarious looking at the top two, yeah. which are so far ahead of the rest. Because Harry Potter is at eight hundred forty-two thousand. Well, I think I think that makes sense in my brain because those two have very large worlds that are yeah. relatively unexplored. Like, yeah, and then Naruto's at four thirty-seven. Also, they've been around for so long too. Also, that, but like HP, like ninety-nine percent of the story takes place in a castle, mm-hmm. like and. Yeah. entire magical world that's completely unexplored and then with Naruto, oh, yeah, like it, it explores it a little bit but it's never like a super in-depth look at the rest of the world right because you spend so much time with the titular character mm-hmm. so i think that makes sense to me right because um, you have a much bigger play box to play with mm-hmm. speaking yeah. of fandoms that uh, have things unexplored. Is there a fandom that you haven't written for yet that you would like to? Uh, yeah, there's a couple. Um, Star Wars is near the top of the list. Mm. I re- I have I have two ideas that I really want to do, uh, but I've I'm so hesitant about getting into that particular it, fandom. It's it's a it's a hard one to get into. It's so un- yeah. It's it's unapproachable. It I, I hate well, talking to people in it sometimes. Well, because it's... Think, it, the lore is so... It's it's very deep, but it's also really fucky because you yeah. get into, like... You have that tear between basically legends, the Disney lore now and, and Legends, yeah. Well, and even Legends is convoluted because mm-hmm. for a fat minute in the early days of Legends, people were like... Lucas was pretty much just rubber stamping yeah. everything. And there was nobody there going, um, no, somebody already did this. Mm-hmm. And so some there's there's different branches of legends too. There's like solid like lines that are like I think it usually people are like Fall of the Empire, Rebuilding of the Jedi Order, the um I can't remember who they are, the the alien invasion. Oh kind yeah, of like, with uh with Ben Solo and shit or Yeah, and all that. Yeah. You, usually people are pretty consistent of that's the timeline mm-hmm. but then you like get then you go from the macro to the micro and it's like oh shit there's 300 comic books mo- and books and graphic novels that are completely different but they mm-hmm. all oh Yu Zavong 
I remembered it. Oh, you That Vong. all lead to the Yuzhong Vong War. And it's kind of like, okay. Where, and then there's the, there's a couple of that I've read that have tied in legends with canon slightly. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's honestly a clusterfuck. Yeah. It's why I can't approach it. It's one I wrote. I that was my first fic. I wrote a Star Wars one, and people Same, are like, actually. "Which?" Yeah, they're like, "Which uh, timeline you using?" And I'm like, "Uh, what?" Mine. <laughs> that's the first yeah. question that's asked. It's like, "Oh, that's a red flag." Yeah. Well, here's also the thing, and I think I've read a couple like total AUs, which are mm-hmm. usually my bread and butter for Star Wars because I don't care about canon continuation yeah. or anything in that, but. Usually it's a U first fucking thing on the <laughs> d- summary, <Yeah. laughs> and it's like this is an A U like a fat author's note. I'm using some legend, some canon, and a bunch of my own shit. If you don't like it, leave. And usually I don't read comments on them because I know, oh, this is that character wouldn't do this. Yeah, go fuck yourself. It's A U. Author can do whatever they want. So I think you kind of have to approach it with the I don't care what the what the annoying fans will do because mm-hmm. the fans who like it will like it because I really en- mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Stella's um yeah. uh, Star Wars fic that that was good but then again Stella could cross over Percy Jackson with My Little Pony I'd, I'd probably read it at this point. <laughs> And I've said the same to you, little TP, that yeah, you could probably do it, and I'd read it. The same thing to me. <laughs> I did. I did. I commented on one seven with that. I was like, at this uh, point, little DP could cross over Harry PJO with My Little Pony, and I'd read it. No, nothing beats. And I would. Songs. I would give it. Yeah. A sh- I would give it a shot. I would make mercilessly make fun of you and double for it. Follow and favorite. I would. I'll follow and favorite it just for the sheer fun of it. I'm got a challenge, and I can already hear double sweating. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta take over that fandom. Uh, uh, apart from Star Wars, though, um, mm. oh, Pokemon. Pokemon's the other one. Mm. I have like, I have actual ideas for that one that I want to do. Uh, You've actually is... messaged me about that one. Yeah, I have. One's a PJO idea. The other is basically the same idea, but with an OC. Because at that point, it might as well just be an OC with what my plan is. And with the but, new game, you can uh, ride your Pokemon like bikes. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I think, in, I think whilst you are probably one of the best crossover authors out there, I think Pokemon is one of them that does not lend itself to crossovers. It really doesn't. Because it's one because, of those things where it's like, you have to just drop a character in there, and yeah. then, like, what are they supposed to do besides just do what everyone else is doing anyways? It doesn't really lend itself to anything unique and interesting. Percy's just chopping down uh, Pikachus. Well, I mean, there's no there's no major conflicts in Pokemon. Like, there are, but they're all, all the bad guys have pretty much agreed, yes, we will stop if you beat us in a Pokemon battle. Yeah. Which I think is comical and adorable and hilarious and i love it for that because it's so childish and like the world is ending but this 10 year old and his pikachu will save it it's the same way as you know that's pokemon oh yeah that's pokemon like, yeah, but at least with Yu-Gi-Oh, like, there's the threat of being banished to the Shadow Realm. realm. Like, well, you yeah. lose your fucking soul. It's and then the third show was super dark. They were like, oh, yeah, no, your soul's being taken to fuel a dark god that's going to destroy oh, the Jesus. world. Oh, Jesus. 
But card games on motorcycles will fix it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't fuck with Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> the third show, the Japanese uh, dub, had one of the coolest openings of any anime I've seen. Because it has this epic, like, emo guitar riff. And then <laughs> it's just, it's so dark for a kid's I just wanna, card game. I just, I just need to throw out there, you just said two very contradictory things. I know, things. I realized. <laughs> it's really cool, and it's got a really emo guitar like. <laughs> it was, it's like, I don't know, it's, everything else about that show was just, it gets dark. That show got dark really quick. First, first like, uh, second episode, Yugi has to save his grandfather because his soul got taken. It's like, okay. <laughs> Have you ever read the, like, original manga? Show? Oh my <laughs> god, it's terrifying. It's it's real, like, it's awful. The, uh... The, a Tem or whatever the fuck his yeah, name is. Yeah, a Tem. Like, a serial killer. He really, in the show, too, like, they, they reference that, but it also, like, a lot of things got censored because, uh, in the Japanese version of the card game, uh, one of the most powerful cards had a pentagram on the background. They had to censor it for when they released it to the U.S. So it's just a circle. That poor kids release. Yeah, and then when they're like, oh, you can get these cards now. Basic version, like two bucks. The pentagram version, two grand. Jesus. Oh my god. That's some Warhammer 40k shit. That's what, like... Yeah, dude. I've... I've started, like, looking at some of that stuff of, like, the collectibles, like, mm. the rare collectibles, and I'm going, holy crap, I oh, wish yeah. I collected Pokemon cards when I was a kid. <laughs> I I recently just pulled a card, because I, I, I have locals tomorrow, I have a tournament, um, I pulled a card that was worth, like, $400, and I Good just Lord. immediately turned around to the guy at the counter, I'm like, training this in for store credit. <laughs> I'm like this. This is gonna pay for my tournament entrance fee. <laughs> and he's like, okay. It, you're not gonna. By the time I find a buyer, it, prices fluctuate so rapidly that I'm like, I'll do it now. Well, you watch those like I I can't, I see him pop up on Instagram occasionally with reels mm. and stuff, and it's like opening this super rare pack and it's like them like just it's a sped up version of their youtube video yep. and they're like at the end they're like this 300 box and they're like 600 in mm-hmm. and i'm like holy oh, crap yeah and yeah. it's like wow like the, the original loot boxes yeah <laughs> yeah new, pretty much. N- new fake idea just percy opening pokemon cards <laughs> going into debt <laughs> Shiny Charizard, yes. Then he's gonna start a boxing. He's gonna start a boxing career. What? Uh, then he's gonna join WWE. Logan Paul. Oh, <laughs> that went right the fuck over my head. Uh, all right. So, um, what is one fandom you'll never write for? Uh, well, funny you mentioned that because Beats sent me a PM not too long ago with a fandom I absolutely will never write in, which is High School DD. <laughs> Double that you told me to tell you to do that. Uh, apart from, that's, a, that's a meme, but uh, apart from that, there's a couple that I refuse to do. Mm. Couple because I just think they're hot crack, couple because I, I'm scared of them. 
Uh, Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, I'm never doing because mm. I'm just those are behemoths, and there's no fucking way. Yeah. Um, and then I think Lord of the Rings is definitely one, but I think Game of Thrones is a lot more approachable than a lot of people think because the shows was such a the show was such a big thing, but people forget that the show was a big thing but fan fiction is such a niche topic that a lot yeah. of the authors because i'm in that fandom and i i read a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. and you've got probably like three to six good authors in there and that the rest is kind of, and the rest is kind of just oh what if these two characters got together and it's three <laughs> chapters long 5k words total and half of its author notes mm-hmm. oh jesus yeah <laughs> that's a bit of an exaggeration but like and then you get the earlier stuff which is based off the books and those are okay but a lot of the good stuff has come more recently because other fa- other fandom writers have kind of watched the shows or read mm-hmm. the books and went hey i can do that so, Game of Thrones is one of those fandoms where it's like it's either going to be three hundred words or it's going to be three hundred thousand, and there's yeah. no in between. Yeah, it's either don't touch it or send it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apart from those two, though, there's a lot of anime that I'm just not going to touch. Naruto's on there. Uh, One Piece. I had an idea for One Piece because I finally started reading the manga, but I'm like that world's too <laughs> fucking big. I can't. <laughs> you can't, can't, you can't keep up. It's a thousand, thousand no. plus episodes. And it's still going. It's like, I just, I, I can't do it. I tried getting into it. Didn't really care for it. My friend's like, no, no, it gets good at like episode 500. And I'm like, that 500? Do you have to, if you have to watch 500 episodes for it to get good, it's not good. He's like, I got, <laughs> I got you a YouTube timeline. Just skip to 500. I'm not doing that. <laughs> like that. No. <laughs> I'm not devoting ten hundred thousand. I get that's like well, see that I think that shows a classic case of Stockholm syndrome is because they thought it was cool when they were younger, Mm -hmm. and so they just watched it, and they've been watching it for so long now that they're forced to admit that it's good. Otherwise, they have just wasted years of their life watching this show and waiting for new episodes because they started watching it when they were eight. Mm. I mean, and, and and now they're just too invested, and they're like trying to convince other people who didn't watch it when they were younger. I'm like, no, man, I promise, it's really good, like super good, great stuff. I'm like, no, no, I it's can't not. do it. It's like that. I've, tr- Warhammer. I've tried, but yeah, Warhammer confuses me. <laughs> it's, I, I, it's I have like a coworker mid- who's it's like medieval sci-fi. Mm. Yeah. Who's the Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars meets <laughs> Halo, and that combination of things doesn't make sense to my brain. <laughs> no. It's like uh, I, I went to a the local store, and they have a whole sale, and they're like, 50% off, you'll still be spending a couple hundred bucks just on one thing. And I'm like, what? how much money do you spend? Oh, I'm in debt. <laughs> Sir? <laughs> I Even can't. in debt, I, I still, still serve. serve. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much uh they that whole thing i mean if the people that get it kudos to you (laughs) i just can't follow along with it 
I, I got really scared when Stella posted his Warhammer fic, and I'm like, oh no, he's going to bring Warhammer people here. <laughs> <laughs> and then they lose those... that one guy. I, I haven't read it, and I refuse to read it, because I don't, I don't need... <laughs> I love Stella's work. I will not read this <laughs> Warhammer fic. <laughs> you gotta you gotta read up on Warhammer just to read the fig. You gotta watch thirty six hours of YouTube videos explaining the deep intricate lore of a tabletop fucking battle game <laughs> with thirty seven hundred books and three video games to understand a one fan fiction. No thank you. It, it's like I'm that. so glad we're talking yeah. about this. I'm yeah. so glad we're talking about this. Can I share a massive pet peeve of mine? Yeah, go ahead. Go. Uh, so I, I think we've talked about this in the server very Probably, recently, yeah. and I'm just as guilty about this as anybody else, but what drives me fucking insane is when I open a new story and it's like, you need to have read or watched X mm-hmm. number of things to understand what's going on here. Like, no, you're a bad fucking writer. Man. Yeah, we were talking you're about your that. goddamn job. Yeah. I think I think there's a there's a line that you need to have of having at least read or played the source material of yeah. if you have thir- if you have more than 10 hours in Skyrim you will 100% be able to understand your fic. Yeah. And or any Skyrim any good Skyrim mm-hmm. fic or if you've read the Percy Jack if you've read the Percy Jackson series and the Heroes of Olympus series you have a good foundation if you've read yeah. the Harry Potter books or you've watched the movies you have a good foundation and you can go into it it's once you go further and past where i think the Star Wars fandom gets a lot of crap because watching the nine movies is not enough to no. be in that to to understand that you have to have read some of the books or invested hours of your time watching lore videos which i have done so it's not much of a big deal for me because i understand some of it but there's a lot more of a learning curve to get into the fandom and i mm. think it, it it's similar to like lord of the rings too where a lot of the people writing fan fiction have read all of tolkien's notes in the silmarillion and have gone into the deep lore depths and have read like all that stuff and it's like yeah i read the books and i watched the movies to write a fic based off of those guys let's go yeah that that whole thing like i think i read uh i started reading your jujitsu kaizen never seen the show And I was like, okay, I, I follow along with this. This is this is great. Um, but then I'll let's I'll I'll shift over to another story. Cause I was like, let's see if there's any other uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. They're like, you have to watch at least up to this episode. And I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna. Well, I, I think my approach to it is, I know a lot of the people who at least follow, and it comes from a selfish place, right? Because yeah. I want to keep my followers. But at the same time, it's like, I know a lot of people are probably not going to be super familiar with Mm -hmm. this kind of new and semi-obscure show. Yeah. So I want to at least be able to write something in a way where if you don't know anything about literally anything that's going on, Mm -hmm. you can jump in and enjoy what's happening. Yeah, and it it also makes makes me as a reader, someone who's never seen the show, I was actually interested... I have the show loaded up on my laptop. It's in a tab. I just have to actually watch it. 
Dude, I absolutely watch and I fucking uh, adore that show. <laughs> Double and Rozu. I've been bullied so many times to watch it. I adore You'll that watch show. it after Rosu finishes Heroes of Olympus. <laughs> yeah, so never. <laughs> Love her, but she she actually she she's almost done with the Percy Jackson books, so uh, she's read more than I have. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I, I'm finishing <laughs> Titan's Curse, and I'm like, good job, Rosie. Is that have we have we talked about that yet? The the fact no. that you haven't read all the books. <laughs> the fact that I've only read up to the third book. <laughs> I, I think no. it's been brought up once in your channel. But I don't remember. You've only yeah. read up to the third book. I did yeah. not know this. That's whatever the labyrinth is. That's oh, the last the book. Fourth, I read. fourth book. <laughs> okay, That's the yeah, fourth okay. book. Okay, then I read up to there, but I I haven't touched anything since that. And the last time I read that, so, I was like thirteen. Yeah. So you have gotten all of your information off of other fan fictions, then? And and Google. Google. Yeah. And Google. Yeah, well, <laughs> so you're really you... looking forward to the show to know how the series to like see how the show go, how the oh, I've, series I've, goes. I've, I've, Together. I've pieced mm. it together. It's like it's like a really bad puzzle. Really? But I've put it together. <laughs> it's a really bad you're you're doing the puzzle upside down. No. Yeah, I do the I cardboard. Took six style. shots and I blindfolded myself <laughs> and then I started trying to put the puzzle together, but we're getting there. <laughs> it's like, what the easiest solution was to do it sober and not blindfolded. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I can read the book. Read the books. I have a feeling we're getting well, author notes one day, and it's going to be like, hey, guys, I finally finished the fifth one. <laughs> hey, guys, I finally finished the fifth series, and uh, guess who's now going to be in the sh books? Like, we're actually going to include Hestia. Like, holy <laughs> crap, I didn't realize all she's this. She's in one of them. Yeah, she's in TLA. Yeah. Man, have you heard of this character Grover? This dude's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, did you know Percy went to Atlanta, went to uh, the kingdom at one so, point? <laughs> so the funny thing is, is I don't know if I've actually read Blood of Olympus. I think I have, but I'm not 100 percent positive. So, it's unforgettable as like a final book. It, I I remember the nosebleed, but I yeah. don't know if I read that in the book. I like I, I don't remember the battle between the Greeks and the Romans, so I don't yeah. think I've read it. But like at this point, I'm too scared to read it. Like I, I'm not missing anything. Yeah, but like it's one four... of those things of mm -hmm. yeah. it's one of those things of I'm not 100 percent sure I read that book. I, I remember <laughs> four things: Jason gets stabbed, Jason gets glasses, Percy has a nosebleed. And Octavian plays uh, IRL Rocket Man. That's it. Oh, and Nico uh, tells Percy he has a crush on him. Uh, I remember that, and then says he's not his type. <laughs> that that that. I think I remember that part. And it was like the most like underwhelming thing, because <laughs> Percy's just like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean you're not? I'm not your type." <laughs> <laughs> I'm everybody's type. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Have you read any fan fictions about me? Yeah. <laughs> I got Rippling's 13 pack abs. I got a 12 and a half foot dick. I can make a girl come with my thought. <laughs> I can blonde bend. Apparently. Uh, and we're all guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, I, I get betrayed and then become new chaos. And Join all. the forces of chaos and uh, become get a, a really weavy name. Yeah. Oh, no, we're it's gonna, a Tumblr username. Okay. My bad. It's a Tumblr username. Really we're gonna go down that room. Can I just say something that I always yeah stories? Not that they always like launch like five hundred years into the future. They yeah. come back and nothing has changed. No, they're like I oh, love, yeah. the explanation is like the gods are too scared of the mortals advancing and, and like taking and discovering them. And I'm like bullshit. They have magic. Yeah. <laughs> they use it. In, uh, they're all powerful. They're yeah. all powerful beings. What the fuck do they fear of some mortals that they can literally snap their fingers and kill? Like, oh look, they have drones and they can teleport. Like, what the fucking do? Well, Oof, they even like they even show that off in uh, the fifth book. Uh, spoiler for you, little DV. Uh, oh, Hermes, okay. yeah. <laughs> Hermes just uh, sna- like he's like, oh yeah, I made sure everyone think of the solar flare that did all the damage to New York. <laughs> like, I think the friend. I think the fandom forgets the god part of God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like we were talking um, with um, Canadian about how mo- how modern um, mortal weapons would have been so useful in the Battle of New York, and it was like I'm pretty sure the gods like fear that the demigods having those, and I'm like, no, Riord literally gave the camp a Benelli M4 shotgun mm-hmm. modified to shoot celestial broad slugs. In this, in the hero, of, in the lost hero, like yeah, you're not scared of that. They're just too dumb to use a Browning 50 cal during the battle in New York. Okay, if we're being really honest, I think it's less that more of a very specific artistic choice on the origin sport to yeah. put heavy oh, 100 in the hands of 14 year olds. I love it too because okay. they're like in that book, Annabeth's like, "Oh, let's go get you a weapon." They just go to a, like a basic backyard shed that you probably get yes. like Lowe's. And she's like pulling out all these weapons, pulls out the shotgun. That's eh, not your style. <laughs> like, what? It's like, whose style is that? Because you're all like sub le- Yeah, at least 15 so, like, to 16. Who's. Like, I understand, like, a pistol, maybe. Like, mm. that would be, like, smart. But, like, I understand, like, magical swords and the mist and all that mm. stuff hides all that stuff but a shotgun like they just what, put the a mist, they put like a, a like a, a lampshade a baseball bat yeah. like what they, they put a lampshade on it <laughs> like i could totally imagine sally having a shotgun in the apartment like yeah. percy lives here like she's got a shotgun like in her bedroom of like full of celestial bronze slugs she's like i'm waiting for that one fucking sally. monster to show up but he's not here yeah, sally just john wicks him <laughs> busting down like uh has like weapons all over the house Minotaur's gonna catch these slugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that better be the that better be the Girl Scout cookies at the door. <laughs> um, I speaking of Sally, general thro- uh, trove killing off Sally. It's a general trope for this yeah. server. Um, yeah, I I love I have an entire document from just me and Brandon. About how to kill Sally. Well, it's 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 a really cheap and easy way, yeah. you know. And it, maybe it's not good writing mm. per se, but like 
fuck it. At the end of the day, sometimes you just have to <laughs> you just have to shove a character you, into a space. Your Sally Death and TLA was so sad because it was so natural. Oh yeah, no, it, I was I was in class and I go, oh man, new chapter, let's go. Starting to read it, I started crying. I started to, like tearing up a little bit, and like the the person next to me is like, "You good, man?" I'm like, "Yeah, don't uh, don't mind me. Just get emotional at fan fiction." <laughs> well, I think I think it works better than just I I'm all the thing I appreciate about everyone who kills Sally in this server is it usually serves a purpose. Yeah. I very much hate fan fictions that kill a character just because they're in the way. Like killing Annabeth is probably one of the most (laughs) annoying things in fan fiction, Percy Percy Jackson fan fiction, because the author doesn't like Annabeth or they don't want Percy with Annabeth. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh yes, she dies in a random monster attack. Well, that's believable, but it's lame. It's yeah. like what Riordan did to Jason. That's... I just think the monster attack angle is just boring because, mm-hmm. like, it's like they go through all doesn't... this stuff and they they get cast by some no name. That doesn't make sense. I, I no, if I'm gonna kill someone in that particular universe, I want it to be a normal thing. Like, yeah. they get hit by a fucking bus, or yeah, they get what, cancer. That's what I told a, Brandon. I was like, or a mugging. Of, it's yeah. like it, it's so much more like impactful on the character because it wasn't the it wasn't the mythological world that killed them. It was the mortal world that killed them. Yeah, what if? And the, I think. Uh, sorry, one of the. I think that just works so much better. Mm, one of the uh, documents I have for killing off Sally and Annabeth, one of them was a uh, random police shootout, stray bullet kills Annabeth. Done. <laughs> I was just like, this. Well, it is New York. Yeah, I'm like, it's New York. <laughs> just a random bullet. Hell, you know what? <laughs> Percy in DC Universe, Deadshot just kills her because he found her annoying. <laughs> like. I, that's lazy I, I was like it was so lazy but it was like 2am I was like that would be kind of funny though just yeah, sometimes randomly. just need to get shit down yeah I do that a lot Two a, a lot of times I'm writing at 2am that's when I get everything done just like the number of times I'll spend double an idea and he's just like this is fucking terrible yeah. what are you doing <laughs> I was like I'm sorry I just needed to get it out in either I at this point I become like everyone's hype man um like whenever someone says for me better idea, or for worse, yeah, I had someone sent me an idea the other day, and they were like, "What if we did?" Uh, it was like really dumb. I forget what it was. It was oh, it was Brendan. Sorry, Brendan, but he Brendan. he had this Game of Thrones Percy Jackson, and he goes, "I have an idea. What about Sea Wolf?" And I was like, "I'm not gonna lie, that's it's really bad. That's really cringy." Fuck is Sea Wolf. He was like, I want to give Percy Jackson an, uh, like a Game of Thrones uh, oh. name, and I was like, he's like, what about the Sea Wolf? And I was like, Brendan, it's really, it's. I'm like, surely if he's based in the north, all yeah. that, that's not a terrible name. If he's based on the Iron Islands, it's a bad name. I, I Gagos, yeah, it's an okay name. South of the Neck, it's. It wouldn't go over well. I don't know Game of Thrones as well as you do, so I was just like, "Pass the debate." Yeah, but I pissed him off. Yeah, so he's like, "No, you're you're stuck with me." And I was like, "Brendan, I don't know Game of Thrones. I'm just rereading the books now." Um, 
I've read a couple um, PJO um, yeah. Game of Thrones crossovers. They're interesting. I, I hear Seawolf, yeah. and I think of like a very polite way the cla- the very cringy well, Percy cro- uh, chaos fix. I think I think the problem with it is the people who are doing it are younger who have mm. who have kind of just reached the age where reading or watching the show has been okayed by their parents <laughs> and they've read Percy Jackson recently enough that they're still into it and they've re- now reading this other story where it's like oh a character like Percy Jackson would be awesome mm. and then they try and do it and it's like okay yeah no percy would be such a change of force yeah. and that's he actually, actually like... has fucking morals <laughs> so that's he's... such a that's such an important thing for trying to figure out where to go with a story yeah because that's like that's that's the biggest challenge with starting something new with the crossover in particular is like how how much is this character who's pretty broken on paper mm-hmm. how much are they going oh, yeah. to change the world like yeah. I think you and I Bailey, have had this conversation with Harry Potter a bunch where oh yeah how broken adding Harry world. Potter to other fandoms is and how adding other fandoms to Harry Potter is also broken unless mm-hmm. it's like Percy Jackson where the characters are not affected by magic right yeah in that aspect of it is a lesser form of godly magic and since they are so immersed in godly magic and they are beat god half gods themselves that the magic does not affect them but then that creates a whole new problem of other characters being broken as shit like percy in true half-blood prince is broken as shit Mm-hmm. And he recognizes it. He takes like a, a killing curse to the back and just gets up and cuts the dude's head off, like, I, th- or ki- or drowns it's them. It's like yeah, it's something to that. It's something like that. He literally takes a killing curse and laughs about it and goes, "Ha ha! You thought, yeah." And <laughs> we and it's like you add Percy with mm-hmm. a gun, a sword, and water. <laughs> And un and untouchable with magic, it's he's broken as shit. Yeah, which is why the professor is so great because you've you've nerfed Percy so much, but it's still mm. an older Percy that knows so much that he is still deadly as fuck, but he's not broken. Yeah. Still a problem. Yeah, that he's still a problem. <laughs> I was like not upset, but like. Or not angry, but when you had uh, Percy get taken down by the basket, yeah, petrified. I was like, "Damn!" But there's then, a lot of people who were really upset about yeah, that. Yeah, but then I, I like I, I looked at it. I'm like, "No, that makes sense because it's like I'm like you you this is a power balance. You, you balanced it really well because I'm like you actually balanced the power in a Harry yeah. Potter piece." Yeah, because like you even said it too, where he's like he can't have his sword, he can't uh, get it for certain reasons, and I, I mean, we well, and there's you have him immediately risk, bounce back, yeah. Well, and at the risk of, I don't want to spoil, I don't want to yeah. spoil of exposing I, himself. Well, there's that, but also like I don't want to spoil anything because mm-hmm. I do want to get back to that at some point eventually. There, yeah. There's going to be something that comes to light later on in the story. Mm-hmm that will hopefully reshape a lot of those interactions at the early part of the 
at the early part of the story where you look back and like this makes a lot more fucking sense (laughs) yeah and like there was uh the ending that you left off on that was brutal oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i was like yes like this is what i expect an older person to be like like very not like kind of laid back but also very serious about what he's doing Oh, that's that's the, that other balance. Yeah. Go ahead, it's Bailey. The, it's the cheesy saying of fear the old men in a profession where men die young. Yeah. Yeah. It, it older Percy's are like that, where it's you've got to give him the power and the respect that an old demigod deserves. Like he's like a John Rambo. In pretty time, much like, like yeah i also am like, not totally saying that because i just watched rambo the last blood but um like there he's just the character in the older films like Sylvester sloan is so old uh he's just silent he's just silently powerful until until you make him snap and we see that like in the professor like y- you make him like seem weak and then you slowly brought him back to the i mean ultimate state most most authors would make him the defense against the dark arts teacher and you went the complete 180 (laughs) and you made him the history teacher that i was like damn that is real cool because i hate bins as a character i thought it was the dumbest thing in the world to have i think it was a cop-out yeah it was a cop-out because she didn't want to explain the history of the world yeah and so to have a ghost to have a ghost who only goes over goblin rebellions. Mm. Okay, so the goblins have had rebellions in the past. Delightful little bit of world building. And to leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, this is probably the most important class all of the students <laughs> can have. Well, especially of, for, especially, especially for the, the non-magical. Yeah. Especially for the non-magicals, the Muggleborns, the Half-Bloods who weren't gr- who didn't who grew up in the Muggle world or didn't get the full yeah. education. Like, do you think the Weasleys are going over wizarding history? No. They even the say the Malfoys like, probably you know. are. Like, but the Weasleys aren't. So, yeah. like, to have so like seven generations of people who don't know the history of their own world like grindelwald was a thing harry never mentions him Mm -hmm. he's never mentioned in the seven in the first seven books except until the seventh book he's not mentioned in the first six books that's something you would mention of like oh yes did you know world war ii also had an interaction with magicals and it's like oh really that would have been cool to go into but in an effort to save time, mm-hmm. also, I understand why into, she did it. It just goes into my bigger problems with J.K. <laughs> she wrote. That's part of my. Writer. She made a really great sandbox. And she didn't and bring we all can the leave toys, it at that. Yeah. She did not will, bring all the toys. I will forever maintain that the first three books are some of the best children's literature mm-hmm. or young adult literature that you can read. Everything after that yes. is hot crap. So I like the I fourth think... book because it was a introduction. We see some of the outside world, but it just felt short. And it, it did not... fall short. It just she tried to do anything. Yeah. the books, and I think like she... that was mm-hmm. the problem. Was all of the other books were small scale, mm-hmm. and then book four made it made 
big scale, right, but right there was no that. scaling. Yeah. There was oh, no it's, scaling. It's, like it's not even big well, scale though, because like it, it hints at this wider world. Yeah. But then where do we end up? Right back at where yeah. we've been for the last three years. Yeah, and even and we, we even, get a glimpse at that with the World Cup, but we only get a hint of it. And it's not like nothing is expounded upon. It's just Harry yeah. seeing all this weird shit that isn't explainable. <laughs> and then they go right back to Hogwarts. And even though there's the the tournament, it's still focusing on the little, little tiny things of Hogwarts. Yeah. Well, like, it's also so, like the fact of the matter is these students came to Hogwarts yeah. for eight months. And yeah. yeah, the only interaction that was had with them was during the Yule Ball and the tournament. Mm. So were they just in their like Cabin. boat and yeah. carriage having yeah. a class? Like were were they going back and forth? Like why didn't they like join go with the Hogwarts. to Hogwarts? Yeah. Like I understand most of them, all of them would have been seventh years, but like seeing Bobaton students and. Dur- and Durmstrang students in the halls and like adjusting to this and like hearing upper years come talking about oh yes they were talking about how they did this in their school and how they were doing this yeah. and like learning through osmosis of like the ways the different schools acted through older students like mm-hmm. that harry would have been overhearing and listening to would have been fascinating like a well, deep even, dive even but more than she that, didn't like- want to do that what grinds my gears is like it's a perfect opportunity to introduce like a new class mm-hmm. that goes over like here's what like wizarding culture in Bulgaria is like here's what wizarding culture in France is like mm-hmm. and if you if you want to try and create a bigger world have you that. you put you have that class and then you can actually explore these characters that you're like mm-hmm. you're basically forcing into the plot for no real reason. So yeah. you know what would have been a great class to like have that be in history. Of history, magic. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the history I, of magical Bulgaria and the history of magical France and how it intertwines with Britain and the history of the Triwizard Tournament because you know it was suspended for a hundred years because of the de- high death toll, but we don't hear anything other than that of previous tournaments. Yeah, how many were before that? Was it like six? And they went like, "Oh no, we're losing like three like top tier students a year. Like this is really bad." Like, mm-hmm. I mean, according to Wizarding Britain, losing three student, losing one student a year is not a bad thing. Like it mm-hmm. happens for seven straight years <laughs> in Harry's time. Stop. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay. Why stop the Triwizard Tournament if students are dying when they just die during the regular school year? <laughs> Motherfucker, a professor dies in yeah. his first year. And we had a professor couple of students dies in his first petrified. Year. Multiple students almost die in his second year. Multiple students are almost, lose their souls in his third year. Yeah. A student dies in his fourth year. Um, fifth book, Sirius dies, but that's at the ministry. Um, spoiler so alerts. Um, Spoiler alert for book, book that Dumbledore. Dumbledore dies in the sixth book at, at the, the school, school, killed mm-hmm. by another teacher. Like, oh, but it was premeditated. Dumbledore made this agreement with him. Yeah, that's murder still is still murder. murder. That, that it's still first degree murder, my guy. It's premeditated. 
That plot's still stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, trying to make Snape a good guy is probably the worst thing she ever did. It doesn't make any fucking sense. He makes so much more sense as a dude who's just trying to look out for his own. Who's playing both sides. Oh, yeah, 100%. Makes him such a more interesting character. But he loved Lily so much that he defected. No, he defected because Dumbledore could save his ass, and he's and he's giving information to both sides, and he's playing both sides yeah. where he can come out on top if Dumbledore if the oh, if the light side wins and go. Oh, I was a spy the entire time. Here's here's everything I did. And if Voldemort wins, he was like, I was a spy the entire time. Look, I'm marked. I am yeah. ever loyal to you. I gave you all this information. It's like. His last words to her, I don't remember what his last words were in the book, but in the movie when he asked to look at Harry's eyes so he can see Lily, kind of creepy. <laughs> like, let me look at your eyes. That's kind of weird. You can obviously <laughs> tell. from Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they really from did. episode six. Yeah, but at least that makes sense. Like, father and son, that makes sense. This guy is just obsessed well, with this dead woman for, 20, for almost 20 years. Well, and the worst part is, you can tell it wasn't planned until the sixth mm-hmm. book. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, she was talking to her editor or her publisher on the fifth book, and, like, with, like, half of the sixth book done, and it was like, you know what would be really interesting was if Snape was, like, a good character. And she's like, yeah, Totally. <laughs> People will watch. I see. It. I think. I think that about the Horcruxes with him. Mm-hmm. I do think that was planned because there are kind of hints of that yeah. throughout the story. Yeah, I. I think the Horcruxes were last I don't, second. Were not last second. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were last second. I think they were book four, the start of book four after yeah. book two. She established the Horcruxes. Then they were not mentioned until book four again. Mm. Where they weren't even mentioned, but they were implied. But where were they implied? It's with Nagini and Harry and the connection oh, and all that yeah. shit. Well, it, I, it's not like you th- knew about them, yeah. but like I think Kevin Seven looking back at them. I think Kevin Seven was a bit too much. It's entirely it's, too much. Like, it's entirely too much. One, but like, like one sole thing, because then it would have made I the think final one, a little bit better. Yeah. I and as I said with Wolfgang, I think Ron should have died in the first battle of Hogwarts. Ron should have died in book two. Ron should have died <laughs> no. in book six, and I, I think because him. if she was trying to make the it, the books as they went on more and more having more higher mm-hmm. and higher stakes, I think having Ron die would have been the biggest blow to Harry. Oh yeah, somebody then, somebody in his friend group needed to die. Instead, like the the only I don't think I'll be honest, I don't think there's really a, a, an impactful death in the entire series aside from Dumbledore. Serious, the see, first character to care about him. See, and I disagree I think with that's fan fiction kind of affecting me in that case. But yeah, like, because in the in the books they have like maybe half a dozen interactions like they don't yeah. spend time together mm-hmm. and so it just Wait, i i did not yeah. fucking care when he died in the I movie think... i cared a little bit more because the movie changed it up a little bit and made their interactions a little bit more heartfelt well they, but... g- they gave them more yeah yeah but it's still it was not enough like 
you're sad because I think he. I gets think it out. was. It's very unrealistic of how little they interacted. Yeah. Because yes. Stuart literally broke out of prison to save Harry from Pettigrew. And I think the fact that he would completely fall off the face of the earth for a year and just be messaging Harry from a tropical island, mm-hmm. even though he's safe, like, I don't believe that for a second. Sirius has no regard for his own self-preservation when it comes to Harry. Well, and again, we live in a society where she has introduced the idea of polyjuice potion, Mm -hmm. invisibility cloaks. (laughs) Invisibility cloaks, glamour charms, all that shit. Like, Sirius can go out and be like, even if he goes, and it's as well established that he goes to Gringotts, too. Like, the goblins don't give a fuck (laughs) with the will and stuff. So it's not like he's like, oh, yeah, he can go out into the wizarding world, but he can't. He doesn't have any money. He can't interact. It's like no, he can go to Gringotts and get money and all that, and like he can still interact and have a life in the wizarding world, just being someone else. It's like, oh yes, I'm from Australia, and the fucking wizards of Britain wouldn't question it. Absolutely not. As fuck. <laughs> Sorry. No, we'll just, he'll just say he's from that. New Zealand. He'll just say he's from New Zealand and everyone will believe him because everyone thinks New Zealand's not British. Well, New Zealand's not a real place. Uh, exactly. Speaking of New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, I just saw, that's why I said that. Did, <laughs> he, did you get the, uh, did you get the, uh, I don't know where, we, we should get a channel to discuss the podcast? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just uh, saw that double showed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was the best message in a while. <laughs> um, yeah, like, he, seeing Sirius on a different side of the country would have been, uh, of the world would have been great. <laughs> um, cause, like, he. But that's. In the new guy. And nothing comes of it. And it's like. He would have mm. been doing his best, and like the fact that he's a fucking animagus, and like mm. six <laughs> fucking people know about it. Harry could have had a fucking dog, and mm. the Dursleys would have been wetting themselves when Sirius transforms and goes, "You fucking do a thing, I'll <laughs> fucking kill you," and then transforms back into the dog, and they're just like, "Oh fuck, we're fucked." Actually, brings up a it's question like, to me: Would the dog and uh, would he eat dog food or people food if he's in the form? Like, oh, considering he ate <laughs> off of rats, I yeah, don't think he point. gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I I, ha- I got into a discussion with that someone because it was uh, this one. God, I can't believe I'm gonna say I read this story, but the whole Percy Jackson World of Magic story. Uh, oh, everybody's read that. Yeah, not, don't don't be embarrassed. Everybody's read that. No, the fact that I reached out to that also author, because I. I uh, oh. avoid Harry Potter, Percy yeah. Jackson crossovers like the plague, and the only reason I've read two is because I've read yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I read a third, and I immediately regretted it. So, like, the ideas in it were pretty interesting. You know, like, there were some ideas in there and concepts that were interesting. Um, the whole uh, different, like, feathers and whatnot uh, give different properties. Like, yeah, that would make sense, and... In fact, he's able to make this uh, cloak of levitation like Doctor Strange. That's eh, a pretty cool thing, whatever. Kind of dumb, but 
you know, what you do you. It's pretty cool seeing Percy fly around. But it's just you really, the orgy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do like the, the fact that it doesn't become a harem ish. Just an orgy. Yeah. Plus because it has been finished. Yeah. We don't know that. Um Yeah, it, it's 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 an interest like okay, that may like I could see Percy like being a like especially after uh oh, fuck boy. Yeah, especially after fifth book, Percy. Oh. Well, yeah, because he got hot. Yeah. <laughs> I I I can't wait for the show. I really my one thing that I hope happens is the Percy Jackson the the actor doesn't grow any taller. So that way, by fifth book, we have a four foot Percy Jackson. Uh. I think that would just be kind of funny. To be like, oh man, this is. My boyfriend, he's I, only four feet tall. I bet they recast him. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine having to sit down and, like, listen? We gotta listen, re- kid. You're just. <laughs> listen, you, you kid, killed him for the last two fucking years. short. Yeah. The last too three short. seasons. We need, we need a guy with an Adonis spell and Ripplin pack. Yeah. <laughs> Alright? <laughs> he needs to be able to have an entire harem, but not a harem <laughs> at the same time. Listen, kid, if you can't sexually hey, satisfy seven women all at the same time, I can wear, I can wear stilts. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't working. It ain't gonna work, kid. It, Sorry. It, it, it's it's not great. me. It's you. It's yeah. not us. It's you. You're yeah. too fucking short. <laughs> here's here's your severance contract. Here's your severance pay. Be off the lot. It's going to your parents. Yeah. <laughs> they have to give them a box <laughs> like pumped screws. Gives him a baker's box. Like, here you go. Pack up your trail and get the fuck out of here, kid. <laughs> kid goes to, uh, like, 20 years later, he's in the bar. And he's like, oh, I was Percy Jackson. He can join Logan Lerman. Yeah. At least Logan Lerman had some decent movies afterwards. I mean, yeah, he was in the Avengers for, like, three seconds. Oh, my God, he was. I forgot that. Yeah, he was Quicksilver. Yeah. Um, he was oh, also... Shit, he was? I'm pretty sure. Was it? And then he was also in Fury. Great movie. Let's see. Oh, he was um, in that. Double is correcting us. Yeah. He is not. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Where the fuck are you seeing this chat, by the way? Uh, the um, podcast listener Podcast role. discussion. Yeah. Where the fuck is that? You need the... Uh, we'll just give you the roll. Oh, okay. <laughs> shock of shocks. I don't know how anything works because I'm an old-ass man. Hey, it's fine. To be fair, everyone doesn't know where anything is. There you go. Yeah, yeah. fair, but I know less than most. Just ask Beats. <laughs> Beats the end before when we were talking about uh, siblings. He goes, "I'm gonna when your brother joins, he's gonna take over your role as department head of marketing." The first thing I look up is just Camp Half Blood should have had an M1A1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should. Yeah, they was, have the dragon. Why can't it. they have a? You are you telling me that the Hephaestus cabin never made a howitzer? <laughs> I dare you to tell me that the Hef, that the Hephaestus cabin never made artillery. I fucking dare you. The people who made a fireworks show mm-hmm. every year did not make artillery. A bronze dragon. 
and a bronze dragon. Those fuckers a, never once dabbled into heavy artillery. A, a hey, door, what you got there? Oh, it's just a tomahawk for his missile. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's that what? meme. It's like, what you got there? A smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> Hiding a fucking howitzer. <laughs> the tomahawk it's a surprise for later. <laughs> We're gonna use it to blow up a ship. We had this plan to put C4... No, no, no. This is better. <laughs> Honestly, could you imagine how much better it would have been if Beckendorf was like, you know, we were going to use Greek fire, but I brought this instead and pulls out a fucking RPG. <laughs> first he's like, yeah. you know what, Percy, like, Beckendorf died for nothing because Percy literally could have just, you know, moved the ship. They're in the water. Well, the well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is it was described that Poseidon couldn't do anything because yeah. it was protected by Oceanus, but they never said anything about Percy Percy's doing something. Yeah. Like he could have created a fucking hail of like ice spikes and slammed him into the side of the ship yeah. and like done that or like anything like bring a rock from the shore and just launch it at the ship like a catapult or you know create a boat with a catapult on it and just speedboat up there and just go all right launch um laden down with c4 and it just hits the side of the boat goes in and then blows up and it's like why do they have to go in why couldn't they just go around the outside or you know, like the put the charges yeah. on the side of the boat, like yeah, exactly. you know, any other person would have. The, the plan was not a good plan. <laughs> Granted, it was created by a 14, 15, uh, 15, 16 year old. So, I think Beckendorf was eighteen. Yeah, I I think Beckendorf was like one of the oldest ones there. Right? That man could have. Yeah, because they said he was going to college the <laughs> yeah. next year. That man that. I mean, had a future. Don't yeah, his future was really brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think the hilarious thing about Beckendorf and Celine was Beckendorf was dating... Be- Beckendorf yeah. was dating the bastard daughter of his dad's <laughs> wife. Yeah. yeah. You can't think too much about it because that yeah. means all, I know. everything... I know. It's all basically just I'm aware. Oh, yeah. Well, I love the explanation of demigods don't have 50% of their DNA. Yeah. Even though, how else would that fucking work? Yeah. Can you Magic. Imagine, can you imagine being a doctor and you go to take, like, a blood sample and it's like, okay, what's your blood type? Uh, Gold. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah gold. <laughs> it has a little sprinkles in there. Uh, don't worry about that. Uh, Committing a crime, like... <laughs> Well, half the DNA is missing. What do you mean half the DNA is missing? Your crime literally happened. The blood is still fresh. Half the fucking DNA is missing. Well, fuck. Um, that was a so bad joke. Draw... Double, you should feel bad. <laughs> Let's see what did he say. Hey, you. Uh, that's a good one. So <laughs> oh, what's it called? Uh, Double that's, you, that's your response every time you you propose a story idea. It's <laughs> um, a really good. Yeah, thing well, what are you gonna say? About about it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Abuse of power. For uh, all you guys who aren't with us, oh, okay. Double just <laughs> hopped in. He's taking yeah. a hot seat for a moment. 
force himself leave. into the chat. Yeah, no, I will. Blatant no, it's use okay, of mod powers. <laughs> no, but I love it. <laughs> and he's gone. Okay. All right. Um, let's uh, let's go back to some questions. Can't wait to put that on the okay. title. All right. Wait. Pe- um, get to that. Were people asking questions to me in the chat that I just didn't see because I'm an idiot? Yeah, well, it was in a, a thread. thread that. Okay. We'll, we'll get that. to that one. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. We still have some unwritten unri- un, uh, yeah. questions. So, what's the most uncomfortable scene you have written? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you think? This double DM me because I don't <laughs> know off the top of my head. I can think of multiple scenes that I I wrote and then didn't publish. Mm-hmm. Any of those like just were too like cringy. You just didn't like how they fell, or was it like yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's part of the that's part of the process, I think. Yeah. Um, my guess is probably it's got to be something to do with TLA. That would be my mm-hmm. guess. There's a lot of shit in there that yeah. I look back on. And I'm like, There's a couple. Don't know why that I was like reading it. I don't know if maybe it was the scene when uh, Percy's, like, taking the quirk assessment test. Oh, yeah, there's... The early stuff in that's pretty fucking rough. Uh, It it blended well, because, like, later on, just, like, you look at it, and you're like, hey, he had a rough rough time, but... uh, Oh, double... Okay. Yeah, I don't remember who the fuck that is either, Double, but I know what you're talking about. Mm. There's a couple of scenes in TLA where uh, it, it was supposed to just be like a casual conversation between Percy and another character, and just got, like, the final product is just, like, way too flirty. Was it I, with uh, the it, cat girls? No, I'm pretty sure it's with Nibiri, oh. uh, the blue oh, girl. Oh, yep, yep, okay, yeah, I know what scene you're talking about. Alright, there's yeah, a couple of those. A, yeah. Here's a question I have for you to reinforce a theory I have. What is your preferred way of dying? Including like, <laughs> fandoms. <laughs> like, me, it, me is personally? he being crushed between super, gu- <laughs> super gross thighs? I need to know. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Uh, I was really IRL? convinced it was. IRL, uh, something quick and painless, so yeah. either, like, in my sleep, or a bullet to the brainstem. Uh, in a story, in a story, the way I like to write death is, and I, mm. aside from, like, just meaningless goons who just right. die to die, uh, I normally try to make, at least recently, anyways, when I, when I write a character death, I want it to be very impactful. It needs to right. serve a purpose so that kind of definitely got that across with the one seven Mm -hmm. yeah so when i kill when i kill a major character now it's usually it the way i kill them i put a i try to put as much thought into it as possible to get the the kind of impact out of that scene that i want right like if i want if i want something shocking normally i try to make it really quick and abrupt because Mm -hmm. To me, there's nothing more shocking than the fragility of human life and how quickly it can be taken away. 
mm-hmm. and just how quickly a situation can go from being totally okay to fuck. Yeah, and you you did that really well in KLA with the fight between uh, I don't remember his name right now, but Hand Guy at Disintegration. Oh, Shigaraki. Yeah, Shigaraki. And yeah, and that's a big one too. <laughs> that scene when like. I love your little foreshadow. I, I say foreshadow, little massive foreshadow, like two chapters <laughs> before. Like, you know, maybe they'll nerf me and take my arm away. And I, I just was like, oh man, I know what's happening. <laughs> um, but like seeing that, it's like Percy gets fucked up. <laughs> it's like, that was intentional. Yeah, I needed with TLA in particular. I don't, I don't particularly love how it ended. Mm-hmm. I, I still I will defend how I did it till my yeah. dying breath. You still want more to it? I want. I wish more of it would come. Shut the fuck up, IDK. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyways, uh, for that scene in particular, it, mm-hmm. it it the fight itself is probably my biggest problem with it because it's mm-hmm. very anime. Which yeah. was intentional. That's yeah, how I yeah. wanted it to go. Yeah, and you but, in an anime, so. Yeah, and the goal of that that entire chapter, I think it's chapter mm-hmm. 11, Yeah, the entire goal of that is to be like, he's been the top dog this entire time. Yeah. He's been unfucking touchable He needs to get and taken down a peg. He needs to, he, one, he needs to get taken down a peg. Two, he needs to understand that there are people in this new world that he's found himself in that are capable mm-hmm. of going toe-to-toe with the demigod. And three, it serves a much bigger narrative purpose, mm-hmm. uh, where all every single chapter leading up to that is him just being in this pit of depression and self-loathing. Yeah. And that moment where he jumps in front of Shigaraki and he loses mm-hmm. his arm, for me, is the turning point where he's like, "Okay, I'm." Com- he has unwittingly acknowledged that. He's going to do mm-hmm. anything and everything to make sure that the people in his life now stay alive. alive. Yeah. And I, I like how you wrote that part because you had that uh, conversation with him and Annabeth. And it's like that that's something that I can see like that. Just that that moment between those two was so bittersweet because it was I'm like very... it was just perfect. It was the perfect way to end that chapter of his life in in that universe there are i only have a handful of of moments amongst all of my stories that i think are mm-hmm. i'm really 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 proud of and mm-hmm. that's one of them i i am very happy with how that entire interaction with him like in the void essentially goes mm-hmm. between him and annabeth i was really pleased with how that turned out yeah um and I do like how every uh, afterwards, just how just uh, that speech at the uh, the uh, thing, the sports tournament. Oh, um, uh, where he calls them out. Yeah, that was. I was like, yes, this is what I'm like. That is how I expect Percy yeah. to act. Loses his arm, and I like how you made him mad. Not about the fact that he lost the arm, but that someone took it as a trophy. That was, yeah. I was like, that would piss me off. Like, yeah, losing an arm would suck. You'd be kind of down, but it's like being no- told that, hey, yeah, they they kept it. That would piss me off. 
Since we're talking, I, would, I have a... Oh, go ahead, Bailey. I would probably kill a motherfucker for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking, you took my arm. Granted, you took my fucking arm. But you can't fucking catch these fucking bullets, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, and spoilers, yeah. I guess, he does kill him. Yeah. Oh, fun. I, yeah, I, I was, was not going to read TLA until I watched my MHA. Yeah. And, uh... I have no plans on watching MHA, so... I, I think you, you would like the TLA a lot, Bailey. Like, just because of the the shifts in, like, niceness to then serious tone. TLA, I have a very interesting relationship with that story. Because mm-hmm. it's... Obviously, it's my most popular story, but... Yeah. Up there is... with 1-7 uh, and... Professor, those two. Yeah, I'm just I'm just talking in terms of pure numbers. Oh, like yeah. it's 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 not even it's not even fucking close. It's my most popular by like two thousand follows yeah. or something like that. But it's I I it is nowhere near my best work. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you think is your best work? Ah, so that I don't even know because mm-hmm. I I fall very strongly into the camp that. Everything that I continue to put out is better, in my opinion, than the last yeah. thing I wrote. So I think right now, Paradise and uh, Matters of Mortality mm. are objectively like the most polished things I've written. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm very proud of TLA because mm. it started out with I tackled a lot of shit in that story that I'd never tackled before. Yeah mostly coming from like a personal place. Mm. And it was the first time I really delved into like a really hardcore interpretation of like an original idea with yeah. the uh, the Shinto stuff like that yeah. was all that was all new and that was all kind of an experiment so I'm really proud of that but the 1-7 is probably as a story probably my most polished completed work mm-hmm. I would have to say yes and as somebody who is rewriting sentinel (laughs) 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 and poorly republishing it because i haven't published since the beginning of the summer um and it's now fall almost fall or fall i don't fucking know it's Um, been a couple months it's been a couple months but just the vast improvement between sentinel and the one seven or even Mm. our protector yeah um is so dramatic that it's impressive um is uh okay brendan's not in here so i can say it mm-hmm. um it's similar to uh, the black's resurgence of reading his early works as compared to his newer works mm-hmm. of just how much more refined they are and just s- watching the progress authors make i think is one of my favorite parts of fan fiction is because with I published have- books you're seeing Mm-hmm. the best out of that author and you'll see minor improvements as they go on with series and such but you're always going to see a highly polished version of it mm-hmm. i have a thought on that but double did just message me a couple of seconds ago mm-hmm. and i want it he thinks and he's seen more of my stuff than anybody that Obviously. it's paradise and matters of mortality no competition mm-hmm. uh but to your point bailey i just I, I, I'm a, I'm such a firm of the firm belief that if you're not continually trying to improve on what you're writing, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Like, like I don't. And, 
and it's, it's something I tell it's something I tell new authors a lot of the time in the server because we get those questions of like how do oh, you yeah. how do you get better at writing like how can I be better just, at it just keep doing it and yeah you just have to keep fucking writing you have to see it's, what works you have to find your voice which is so generic I, but I, it's, it's so thing, true yeah. I think it's the problem a lot of people find of in their day to day lives in like their jobs. If you want to get good at your job, you have to do your job and you have to learn your mm. job and you have to study it and you have to learn. And a lot of people go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Driving. If you want to get better at driving, you have to drive. Yeah. Like it's if you want to get better at anything, people are always like the, the basic things we do in life are like uh, you just know that you have to do it. But mm. then people look at outs like hobbies and outside stuff with like any sports or like any hobbies mm. that they're always looking for that like quick to the end quick to the end and it's like you're not gonna get good at video games without playing video yeah. games and putting in the hours to get good you're not gonna get good at writing without putting in the hours of writing you're not gonna get good at golf without golf without putting in the hours there is no magic shortcut into becoming jr or yeah. tolkien in 30 minutes or less and anybody who's selling you that they're fucking lying to you mm -hmm. hey. Kay and i were talking about this just the other day actually mm -hmm. uh as we were doing like planning stuff for the skyrim story right but he's like and what he said i love so much so i want to make sure he gets credited for it but he said when you're writing or when you're practicing anything you have to focus on just one thing and just hammer that into the ground so if mm -hmm. you're trying to improve on your dialogue, write everything as you always have been, but then you make sure that your fucking dialogue for that particular chapter, that particular story is fucking solid. Yeah. And I... you just keep doing that until you feel comfortable that you are really good at mm -hmm. writing dialogue. And then you move on to the next thing. And there's plenty and plenty of tools out there to help people. You know, Connie reached out to me after I, I posted our two chapters of me and Bailey's uh, story, Ranger of the West, and I, Connie's like, hey, man, just uh, some tips. He's like, don't take any, like, I, I love criticism. I think everyone should appreciate it, constructive criticism. Connie's like, here's some ways to help, uh, Grammarly, Hemingway app. Yeah. He's like, there's there's a bunch of tools right here that has helped me a lot like i i've rewritten my third chapter of this story about five times because after running it through grammarly and hemingway i'm like wow i'm making a lot more mistakes than i thought i was with just reading the sentences i'm using a lot of tones here i'm changing my tenses a lot that stuff helps like well, people, I, uh, people are afraid to ask for help as well. I think that's another issue too. It's also the yeah. aspect of how do you eat an elephant mm -hmm. one bite at a time. It's you're not going to eat the elephant in writing by going, oh yes, I'm going to work on my descriptions, my dialogue, and my setting mm -hmm. all at the same time. You have to focus on one, and you can tell where authors' strengths are. Like little DB, your strength is dialogue. Yeah. I'd say that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, that is. You can you have great settings, but that's because you, at least in the stories I've read of yours, you don't stray far away from known settings. You're yeah. not setting a Percy Jackson story in the South. You're not yeah. because I, I don't know it. 
you don't know it. But you are setting a Percy Jackson story in the Midwest. <laughs> because that's exactly because I know live it. there. Yeah. Because you live there and you know it. And it's like you, you play your strengths and it works. And a lot of authors excel at setting. Like I would yeah. argue Stella excel excels at setting and action. And mm-hmm. so his stories and he's okay at dialogue. So his stories are very much setting action dialogue mm-hmm. and so it, you you once you start to like break it down into what a story is made up of and you read authors uh, different authors and different stories and even in real books you see it in real books too like i was reading a story where a guy excels at like descriptions like the man cannot go a page without describing what his character and the other characters around him are wearing, and that's how he does characterization. Mm. And so it's, or what gear they're using. And so you, you slowly start to see these patterns of these authors are playing to their strengths, but they're still good at set at creating settings because they know, because they're using known settings or they're using settings known to them. And so I think a lot of authors I think a lot of authors are scared of that because they are younger and they don't know much more than their hometown. And mm-hmm. so they're scared to put they're scared to do a Percy Jackson story based in New York because they've never been to New York. Yeah. And you see it a lot with foreign writers too of struggling with setting of Percy Jackson ones because they're like, "Oh, Percy hopped on the hopped on the bus to south carolina it's like it doesn't work like that bud so no (laughs) and it's like it doesn't work like that but that's because they don't they don't excel at setting Mm -hmm. they are more a dialogue writer so they going with a setting that they think everyone will know but then they're in they're using their home areas setting as well and it starts to bleed over well i think what's also really important and this is this is getting into a tricky topic is that you need to you need to be willing to do some research which is really hard especially when you're like most of us don't get paid for this no like no newsflash i don't have a patreon i don't have a kofa i don't i don't get paid to do this i do this shit because i enjoy it but because i enjoy it i want to take pride in it and Mm. you have to be able to do research on things you know nothing about yeah which is for a lot of us most of this stuff like, yeah. like I, I think I have... that's where the benefit of Discord, especially yeah. this server, to pat ourselves on the back, where Discord and, as much as I loathe to say it, Reddit come in handy, where I make fun of people who pop into another Discord server I'm in and go, what best knife under $50? And it's like, there are hundreds of YouTube videos on this. There are tons of articles about this. Mm-hmm. But I understand you're coming to these people who know who know knives and they know yeah. this and they they've invested a lot of time in this. And so you're asking experts. And so I understand it, but it makes a little bit more sense in writing where you've used me as my yeah. spe- semi special speciality in machining and metallurgy and firearms of could this be possible? Yes, it could be possible, but you'd have to do it in this location, and it wouldn't affect this, and it probably would be this caliber bullet with this material for what you want to do with it. And 
bada bing, bada boom, what would have taken you two hours of research took you 15 minutes in a VC with yeah. somebody who knew that stuff and you're a-okay. Yeah. And I think, I think for me, like the biggest, the biggest issue is kind of like to what you were saying is with the, uh, some of our, our foreign authors foreign to the U S let me clarify mm, yeah. is I have a number of stories that take place outside of the United States. Specifically, mm -hmm. I've got two or three stories that take place in fucking Japan. Yeah. Like, which you want to talk about a culture that is just on the opposite end of the spectrum from where I live. Like, I... There's a give and take to it. You have to know mm -hmm. enough where you can set a reasonable setting. Yeah. And you can cre bring life to an area without looking like an idiot. Without also just, like being so in the weeds that you lose your audience entirely yeah like i'm able to luckily for me uh i live close to new york city i i live in new jersey so i'm only two three hours away from it i just hop on a bus i can get there really quickly and i go to the city pretty often i still don't know half the boroughs <laughs> like i went on i went to brooklyn this weekend and let me tell you if you ever try to take the subway uh, be prepared for delays and make sure you don't miss your train back home. Cause I did. Cause there was a delay. I was so mad. I'm in a train station for three hours. I'm, uh, just waiting for my next train. And I was just like mad. My friends there was like, Hey, at least we went to go see my chemical romance. And I'm like, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> well, and I also think that like a part of it is, it, it, the context of the story also plays a role, right? Yeah. Because, like, 100%. I, I try to write a lot of my stories because it's the type of story I enjoy as yeah. more down to earth, with a couple of exceptions. But I try mm -hmm. to do more grounded stories. Uh, well, and to there's do that. Also the app. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, so, to do that, you have to have. You have to create settings that are more realistic, that follow the rules of the area in which you're placing your characters in a, in a more grandiose, ridiculous setting, or even in your own, like in a fictional set, like quote unquote mm. fictional, a lot of it's fictional, but like a high fantasy setting that you created yourself, you make the rules, you make the custom, you make the culture. So you can do whatever fuck you yeah. want. Well, there's also that aspect of limiting it. And a lot of people bash on Harry Potter fix for being, oh, they're all centered at Hogwarts. Well, that's because it's really fucking easy to do that. Mm, because yes. Hogwarts is a known entity. There are no secrets. There are no surprises by the seventh book. You can add a couple here and there of like, oh, a new secret passageway. Oh, this painting here. But other than that, you have an unused classroom on the third floor. Okay, Hogwarts is full of them. It's a full fucking castle that has yeah. six fucking classes. <laughs> like, there's unused classrooms. There's unused rooms. Like, there's secret corners of the library. Like, mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want because it is a box that you yeah. don't have to leave. For, that you don't have to leave. And so, it's very simple. Whereas Percy Jackson basing it out of New York is New York's fucking huge. It is. There's what seven million people in it. Exactly. Like, 
but keeping it very limited in scope of the Battle of New York on random streets with no other reason to be there other than to fight. He's not going to the deli. He's not going yeah. to. He's not going there. He is going there to fight. And then bringing it down in scope, like in Our Protector, of he goes to this little um, de deli um, bodega by his apartment. And then that brings in the lens from a macro to a micro. Of, this is his little section of he goes to the deli. They know him. He knows them. It's a nice little neighborhood. It was, that was and such a so, sweet scene. <laughs> and then you immediately bomb it. <laughs> yeah, and then immediately there's a car bombing. Uh, yeah, Bailey's right. Like, it, just the macro to micro is great. And then I like how you went to the hospital and then it opens back up to the macro of New York with uh, Daredevil and everything. Well, and this kind of plays into something else that I, I buy into really... I buy into a lot in terms of my own writing, mm. which is I am a very firm believer because I kind of look at my at each at each chapter or each setting as a scene. So every interaction is a different scene. And so every scene, every place they go, everything that they say, everything that your characters do it needs to be doing something. It needs to be doing one of two things for me, which is either driving the plot or it needs to be driving character growth. And if it's not doing one mm. of those two things, then you need to cut it out of the fucking fat. Because it's mm. not accomplishing anything. Yeah. That um. makes a lot of sense. Because with fan fiction especially, is I think fan fiction is... It's more meat, no fat. It's yeah. pure story. Like with a book like Harry Potter, for example... You have a lot of fat on those books, whereas the meat of the story is Harry goes to Hogwarts, he does some school shit, plays Quidditch, then fights Voldemort. Mm -hmm. That is the meat of Harry Potter, whereas the fat is his day-to-day -day of dealing with Malfoy, doing this, and it somewhat drives the plot. There is sustenance in the fat. But you're not getting the meat of the story. It's adding on to the stake. And whereas fan fiction is very much, this is the story, this is what's happening, and I will not have anything else other than this. Because the author, frankly, doesn't have enough fucking time to write out the fat. Yeah. Well, mm. I think the other thing with, with fan fiction, and I'm going to preface this by saying, absolutely nothing this because it's just a hobby we all do in our free time a lot of people what they love are those like little moments that aren't plot related that are just like or even really character growth that are just characters fucking around with one another and just like having fun which you could argue I is think, character growth but i think that is 100 percent character growth because it builds camaraderie between the characters like montoya and percy interacting as they're going to a crime scene they you could have just had them drive to the crime scene but having yeah. them talk in the car of bullshitting with each other busting each other's balls and genuinely creating a relationship between the two of them to where the at the end of the story they genuinely care about each other and they are willing to take a bullet for each other yeah. of i think 
you you need that small little interactions and whilst it can look like fat it is genuine character growth throughout mm-hmm. the story yeah. and it's those fatty meat pieces of just that little buildup of care of relationships between characters that are needed then again i am also a sucker for a fluffy little bullshit piece <laughs> that is all mashed potatoes and no meat i, I do love me some fluff cough cough catch you if you fall cough cough <laughs> everything is uh, this, this is a bad time to tell you then that there's going to be a plot to that starting soon i am <laughs> find a will to get back to little db I have known about the plot, and I'm still wondering if their child is going to be an orphan or if Kara is going to be a single mother. But that is the only thing I don't know. If you guys like that first part, stay with us for when the second part comes out, where we discuss more of Little Drummer Boy's story ideas and some of the other questions we have for him. If you want to interact with us, just follow the Discord link below to bring you to the Emerald Library. You can interact with all the past guests and hosts there.